92, to the book of Psalms 92. Psalms 92. Just have a text for you I think would be fitting for all of our seniors and for all of those who want to become a senior. Amen? Amen. I'm going to read Psalms 92. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say help me, Jesus. Don't worry, I'm with you. I can't even find it on my phone. Psalms 92. And we're going to begin in verse 12. We're going to begin in verse 12. And I won't be long because my daughter's in the house. And she is my time clock. And she can only pay attention for a couple minutes. Psalms 92. Starting in verse 12, the Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar of, in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit, fruit say fruit, in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. I'm going to read that one more time. I'm going to read from the HCSB version. It says, the righteous thrive like a palm tree and grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they thrive in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age, healthy and green, to declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. Today I just want to preach and speak from the subject of the secret to staying young. The secret to staying young. Repeat after me. Say, what's the secret to staying young? You know, a few years back I visited a place in Florida where it is said to be the fountain of youth. It has been said that there was a Spanish explorer who discovered a spring and a well down there that has this sulfur taste to it. It's this sulfur-tasting water, and seniors from all over the world go there. I believe it's in St. Augustine, Florida, just to get a taste of this mythical fountain of youth. Some believe that it keeps them young. And you know, when I went down there, I believe a man had headed down there and I saw him. I saw him go down to the water and he went down looking one way and he came back looking the same way. I saw this woman. She was fancy with it. She even put on her bikini and went in there and took a dip in the water. Whole body and all. She walked into the water and waded in the water and swam. And she went there looking one way and she came out looking the same way you know nothing had changed you know people will do some crazy things to stay young trying to find the quintessential fountain of youth you know some women try to find it in makeup and in facials and some men try to find it in the way they act and the way they dress and and the things that we do you know, I saw a man the other day, he was wearing a toupee. Now, now nothing's wrong with a toupee. Don't, don't get me wrong at the end of the day. But his toupee looked like he had a squirrel on top of his head. <laughs> you got to watch the things that you do to try to stay younger. 
You know, I was watching the sh a show the other day on television talking about how men and women get their faces lifted and their bellies tucked and their bellies suctioned out, but their metabolism still stays the same. Trying to find the diet craze for the next year, trying to, 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 to look good, trying to feel good, spending time in the sun, thinking that it's going to give them what they put in the magazines, a youthful glow, not realizing that all it's doing is bringing more wrinkles to their face. People are all out there all the time looking for the fountain of youth. Truth is, I turned 39 this year and I, I thought I was getting old. That is, until I talked to a man by the name of Old George. I'm glad I talked to Old George because he helped me to realize that I'm still a young man. Old George says, Pastor, you don't want to get old. He said, when it's cold outside, my bones hurt. He said, I don't want to move. When, it, when it's hot outside, I still have aches and pains. He said, most mornings, my legs don't want to do the same thing together. He said, I get out of bed and, and my body has a mind of its own. He said, one day they want to move and one day they don't. He said, I got more pills in my house than CVS has in their pharmacy. He said, oh, pastor, you don't want to get old. He said, back in the day, they used to call me the night owl. He said, I would just be getting started at 11 p.m. He said, I used to hang out on the block. I used to dance at the disco. I used to do everything. Well, now 9 p.m. is a late night for me. He said, oh, pastor, you don't want to get old. But he said one thing. But old George said one thing out of all of that that I like and I'll never forget. He said, after all of that, he said, even after all the challenges that he has, he said, I'm blessed to be alive. Oh, if you're blessed to be alive, you ought to give God a hand clap of praise. He said, I'm blessed that I still have breath in my body. He said, I'm blessed and, and I'm still working, you know. He said, I still, I still work. He said, there's nothing in the Bible that says you should retire. He said, 65, 75, 85. He said, yeah, you, you can move on from a job after 30 years. He said, yeah, you can stop doing what you've been doing for a long time. But he said, as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to always keep on moving. He said, as long as I'm breathing, as long as I got breath in my body, I'm going to always have some type of job, some type of work, some type of purpose in my life. And you know what I told old George? I said, I like that. I said, the truth is the word of God teaches that we ought to serve the Lord as long as we live. That we ought to serve the Lord as long as we've got some breath in our body. As long as you're breathing, somebody ought to have a praise in their mouth. As long as you can breathe in your hands, somebody ought to have a shout unto God with a voice of triumph. As long as you've got breath in your body, I want to tell you today, God's got a purpose for your life. As long as your legs move, you ought to be dancing for Jesus. As long as you can move your feet, you ought to pit and patter your feet for Jesus. You ought to move for Jesus. Can somebody say move for Jesus? As long as you got arms, you need to stretch them out and say, thank you, Lord, you've been so good. You ought to stretch them wide and say, God, thank you that I can move my arms. Thank you that I can say Hosanna to the king. Thank you that I can wave it up into air and say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Anybody happy for another day? As long as you've got strength to have an attitude, you should have the strength to show the Lord some gratitude. Can somebody say thank you, Lord, again one more time? Thank you, Lord. Gratitude. 
even in old age, even as you get older, you have the privilege of an abundant life. And here in the text, we are going to learn that God actually has given us the access to a fountain of youth. He's given us through his words, some attitudes. He's given us through his words, some action steps, some tips, some, some, some things that will keep his sons and his daughters pro productive and young at heart. The Bible says in today's text in Psalms 92, it says this, work to be godly. One interpretation said just work, say work to be godly. The Bible says work to be godly, work to be righteous. The term righteous is used. What does that mean? The text, is, text tells us what being a godly person is all about. See, here we see that a righteous person is compared to two trees considered valuable in the Middle East. It compares these two types of trees to the type of people that we ought to be throughout our lives. It compares us to a date palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon. Now, what's unique about these trees? What's unique about these trees that the Bible is talking about? Well, well, the cedar of Lebanon is resistant to weather and termite damage. The tree was used to build palaces and temples. These type of trees also were durable, special, useful, and strong. And so what I want to tell you today is that God wants us at every stage in our lives to be durable, special, useful, and strong. It goes on to say that this type of person we are to be, a godly person per se, flourishes in the courts of God. In other words, he or she enjoys a close relationship with the Father. The text goes on to say that this type of person also yields fruit in old age. I don't know about you, but wherever age I'm at, wherever stage I'm in, I still want to bear some fruit. And so the text is basically saying that growing Christians serve the Lord all their days. The text says they shall be full of sap and very green, signifying that believers should actively and creatively serve the Lord because it keeps them fruitful. It keeps them fruitful. It keeps you going. It keeps you young. You see, serving the Lord is how you keep your engine going. It keeps you in peace. Anybody need a little peace? It keeps you in motion. It, it keeps you blessed. Anybody need some blessings? Even in old age, God keeps you blessed. It keeps bad stuff away from you. How many need some protection from God? It keeps your mind together. How many need you to have peace of mind in your life? It keeps your body together. Think about it. It's like a car. I don't care if a car is old. I don't care if your car is new. If you don't run the engine at least regularly, it's going to run out and break down quickly. And so the Bible says the key to staying fruitful, the key to staying ageless in life lies in your ability to practice a few things that I want to go over with you this morning. A few nuggets that will help you in your life. Can I help somebody this morning? First of all, this is what you got to do. You got to keep on learning. You got to keep on, say keep on learning. See, if you don't keep on learning, you begin to age. Something about stimulating your mind, something about reading, something about listening and learning and getting involved in something will help you out. Many people want to be entertained or filled with, in their time, but you got to keep on learning. Say learning. You got to keep on learning about God. Every time God brings a passage of scripture to you, he will show you something new. 
See, there's no bottom to the word of God. I'm glad to know that the word of God continually grows when you read it. It's limitless. It's fathomless. You've got to discover God in a new way. How can I apply these truths in my life is the question that you should ask yourself every single day. Because the Bible says this. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How many know that God will put the light in front of your path? He'll put the light when you're walking down your journey. He'll put the light when you're walking in a difficult situation. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So always, even as you get older, you got to keep on learning. Here's another thing you got to do. The Bible says, is you, you, the Bible teaches us about love. You got to do this. You got to keep on loving. Somebody say loving. The Bible says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. See, there's something about love and its effect on a person's youthfulness. Love keeps you young. To have love is to have God because God is love. See, if we love him, then we can love others. See, loving God takes the limit off your ability, takes the limit off your capacity to love other people. And if you love somebody, you'll always have something to live for. Think about the first time you fell in love. Nothing else mattered. Nothing uh, was able to affect you. You were focused and you felt, uh-uh, so good. Love keeps you young. Love affects your whole body. You're tense when you don't have love. You'll age yourself quicker when you don't have love. So again, the second thing you must do is keep on loving. Now the third thing you got to do, and some, this is harder for some and it's easy for others, you got to keep on laughing. Say laughing. Now don't you know it takes more muscles to frown than it does to laugh? It takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Proverbs 17:22, a good text if you're a note taker, says this, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. See, laughing is very important because it relaxes your body. It relaxes your, your throat, per se. We are supposed to walk, we're supposed to talk, and we're supposed to act like Jesus. Back in the day, we used to wear braces. Some people still wear them today. They say, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Jesus laughed. Jesus was a happy person. How do we know this? We know this because children ran to him. That's how we know. Think about it. Children don't mess with people that are funny and attractive and laughing. I look at my own life. That's who I judge, who I like. You want me to vet you. I'm gonna, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you hang around my children. Because I sit my kids in front of somebody. If they're not feeling them and something's wrong, kids can smell a rat a thousand miles away. So here's a tip. If they make your babies cry, you need to stay away from them. A smiling person is an attractive person. A laughing person is an attractive person. The Bible doesn't tell you to frown all the time, does it? Does it say look like you just uh, uh, licked on some grapes or something like that? No, some, some lemons or whatever? No. The Bible talks about how we, we should serve the Lord with joyness, with gladness. So, so how, how often do you laugh? Do you laugh in the morning? Do you laugh at night? You've just got to sometimes just start laughing. Can somebody just laugh today? Just, just give God some laughter today. Can somebody just crack up today? Don't worry, your neighbor thought you was crazy anyway. Sometimes you got to laugh. Say laugh. Yeah. Laughing is good 
for the soul. It's good for the soul. What else you got to do to stay young? This is what you got to do. You got to keep on forgiving. Say forgive. Turn to your neighbor. Say neighbor, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. What they did 40 years ago, you got to let it go. What they said to you two weeks ago, you got to do what? What you didn't accomplish throughout your life, you got to do what? You may not be able to forget, but you can forgive. You can forgive somebody else, but you can also forgive yourself. Some of us haven't forgiven ourselves, but you can forgive yourself. I know you may not have been the best person maybe throughout your life. You may have had some challenges, but if you're still living today, you ought to thank God for giving you a present. You ought to thank God that you have a future ahead of you. So God doesn't want you to carry burdens in your life and carry them over and over again. That's just stress on your body. Forgive somebody because of this. Forgive somebody because you losing sleep while they over there snoring. You got to lay your burdens down. Some people lay it down and pick it up 50 times later. But you got to lay it down and never pick it back up. Don't carry emotional baggage because it will wear you down. Forgiveness is about turning it over to the Lord. And I want to tell you today, if you can turn it over to the Lord, he will work it out somehow. You don't have to worry about how he's going to work it out. All you got to do is worry about turning it over to the Lord. Is there one or two people who can turn it over to the Lord? Just say, I'm going to turn it over. Turn it over to the Lord. The Bible says, cast all your cares on him. See, you want to stay young. You got to learn to forgive. Somebody say forgive. Here's another thing you got to do is you got to keep on longing. Keep on longing. Now, what is longing? Longing means dreaming. You got to keep on longing. Keep longing for things you would like to have. God won't be mad if you desire something. Nothing's wrong with longing for things in life. Being the best you can be. Longing for a mate. Longing for things keeps you useful and fruitful. Maybe you were meant to get it at 75. Maybe you were meant to get it at 85, 95, whatever it is. Maybe you aren't meant to get it at 35, 40, and 50. You don't know what God can do in your life. You don't know what God can turn around in an instant. What you done worked on all your life, God can turn it around in 24 hours. What you done worked on all your life, God can bless you in a matter of minutes. Too many people are afraid to dream a big dream. You can't dream a dream that's bigger than God. Remember that. Your imagination is powerful if you use it. God can shock you over all the wonderful things that he can do in your life. Eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard what God will do and can do in your life. Do I have a witness this morning? God loves you and as long as you're living, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Remember this. There are winners at every age and at every stage in life. There are winners at every age and every stage in your life. So don't stop dreaming and longing for something more. But here's another good one I want you to jot down. You got to keep on laboring. Somebody say laboring. The Bible says this. It says six days they shall labor and the seventh day is a day of rest. God says you got to keep moving and you got to keep on working. You know, in America, we have the highest health bills and, all, and we're one of the sickest nations, maybe because we lounge around too much. Every time somebody retires, they, some, uh, some folk that I've met, they start complaining about their knees, shoulders, and necks start hurting. 
They talk themselves into a mess. They go to the doctor. He gives them medicine. Then they suffer from the side effects. You see, God knows that physical labor, be it physical, even if it's mental labor, helps keep things working right in your life. It will, and so it'll stop you from stiffening up. Example, I, I work out five days a week. And so I took a couple days off, and it was so hard to get back in the gym. All of a sudden, I couldn't get back into it because I took too much time off. So sometimes you got to keep on laboring in some form of fashion. You got to keep on moving or that car is going to break down. My greatest example was our good friend, the late uh, Judge Jean Merle Capers. Every, many of you know who she is. Very well known, one of the first black judges uh, in our city. She was over 100 years old and, and, and she was driving her car by herself to the age of 100. Now, I, I don't want all of y'all to do that. But she went to the library every day. She learned something new every day. She was doing some sort of work, even at the age of 100, every single day. She was helping people every single day. She was involved in her community every single day. She kept on laboring. God didn't say retire. God said you need to shift. See, God wants us to be busy laboring, doing something that has eternal value in it. Think about it. Why would you put yourself on the shelf when you're at the smartest and most seasoned part of your life? Think about it. Think about it. You've got to live your life not to the last day, but you've got to live your life through the last day. You've got to keep leaning on Jesus. You've got to keep bringing things to him. As long as you're on the battlefield for the Lord, he'll keep you in active service in his army. So you've got to stay on the battlefield for the Lord. So, so at the end of the day, he is the source of our purpose in life. So you've got to keep on laboring. Now, another thing you got to do, and this is hard for some folk, you got to keep your language positive. This is hard for some folk. I know some folk that be cussing. Keep your language, somebody say positive. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you can talk your way out of something just as fast as you can talk your way into something. What your mouth speaks, your ears hear. Your brain registers and your body responds. Lady came to me the other day and said, I guess I'm just getting old. I can't do as much as I used to. I said, I wanted to hear her say, I wanted to say to her, I want to say, well, are you trying at least? See, people will talk themselves into feeling older. People will wear themselves out just by what they speak. See, at the end of the day, uh, uh, why should God keep us here if we decide that we don't want to do anything? If we decide that we don't want to do anything for him, we've got to continue to live out our purpose. We've got to keep positive language in our mouths. God, thank you again for keeping me on this earth. That means, God, you've got something for me to do. And see, another thing you've got to do, here's another tip, and I'm almost done. You've got to keep listening. Say listen. You've got to keep listening to God. See, you got to say, Lord, what would you have me to do today? What do you want me to invest in today? Who do you want me to help on today? See, if you listen to him, what he'll do is he'll expand your horizons. See, if you listen to him, he'll expand your territory. He's the one that gives the skills. He's the one that gives the ability. He's the one that'll give you the potential that you need. Keep listening also to wise people. 
And you got to shut your mind to people that want to keep you down. I don't know about you, but people can tear you down. But you got to keep listening to wise people that lift you up. Too many people close their ears to good advice. If, you don't have, if they don't have nothing good to say to you, I want you to listen to some kids. Sometimes a child can say the most profound things. You know, the Bible said a child shall lead the way. And so that's why when we pray, it's not just about talking. It's about listening to God. Because when I listen to God, God isn't a discourager. God is an encourager. God doesn't want to put you down. God wants to bring you up. He's always trying to keep you out of the mess and out of the mud. So you've got to listen to who? You've got to listen to God. And lastly, this is what you got to do. And this is hard for some folks. Some folks say, I'm a little tired. I don't feel good today. But at the end of the day, this is what you got to do every single day. You got to keep on praising. Something about calling on the name of Jesus will keep you young at heart. I want to tell you today, is there any praises in the place? Is anybody who know what your praise will do in your life? Praise will cause the enemy to flee from you. If they're bugging you out, all you got to do is give God some praise. You can praise your way out of your problem. You can praise your way out of your situation. There's got to be somebody in this place that you were going through a rough spot. And all you started to do was lift it up your hands to God. And all of a sudden, he started giving you perfect peace. He started letting you know that it's going to be all right. Praise will make room for more blessings in your life. I want to ask you today, do you need a blessing in your life? Do you need some deliverance in your life? Do you need some healing in your life? Then you better send some praises up to God. Praise invites God into your situation. My Bible says he inhabits the praise of his people. Praise pays the way for the power of God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can't handle what's happening on this earth. But I know that God's power can handle it all. Can somebody say I'm going to praise him? Praise will chase away your depression. Praise will chase away your anxiety. Praise will chase away your despair. Praise will chase away the negativity. Praise will chase away when people are coming after you. Praise will change the spiritual climate. Praise will turn your situation around. Praise, praise will empower you. Praise will remind you of who God is. Praise will remind you of how powerful God is. Praise will remind you that God's worthy to be praised. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the God, praise the Lord. If you got breath today, can you praise him today? If you're still living today, can you praise the Lord? Give him some praise today. Come on, praise him today. Praise him today. Send some praises up. God wants to bless you. God wants to send something down to you. Listen, let's pray right now. Let's just pray and talk to God. Stand with me today if you're still seated. Just pray with me. All it boils down to is this. You can choose to get old early or you can choose to be young to the last day. You can choose to be fruitful your whole life. It's a choice that you make and it's an attitude that you possess. Sometimes we just got to change the way in which we view things. The Bible says full of sap and green, youthful, the kind of person that people basically would love to be around. These little tips that I was giving you, just make them your affirmations. Maybe in your daily prayer before you go to bed or when you get up in the morning, just say this, I'm going to keep on learning. I'm going to keep on loving. 
I'm going to keep on laughing. I'm going to keep on forgiving. I'm going to keep on longing. I'm going to keep on laboring. I'm going to keep my language positive. I'm going to keep on listening. And I'm certainly going to keep on praising. Oh, come on. Give them some praise. The Bible says the righteous will thrive. I just want to give you the keys to thriving. These are just the keys to thriving in life. And above all this, the biggest thing that you must have. And that's what this is all about. It's about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's paved the way. We were born into sin. We were born in these earthly bodies. We were born making mistakes. We were born with a destiny of hell. But he gave us access to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He gave us access to eternal life. Today, I want to introduce eternal life to you. I want to let you know that all you have to do is ask Jesus into your heart today. I want you to grab your neighbor by the hand as every head is bowed today. I want you to grab your neighbor by the hand. And if there's somebody here today that hasn't accepted Christ into your life, you haven't said yes to Jesus. You haven't said that, Lord, I want to have a relationship with you. If you don't know where you go if you were to die on tomorrow, I want you to squeeze your neighbor.